You're listening to Be Health Connected, a podcast by the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition. Your host for today's episode is Kaylee Delishmit, BHC Pharmacy Program Coordinator. Hello, everyone. I'm Kaylee Delishmit, and welcome to this episode of BHC's Be Health Connected podcast. In 2021, the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition welcomed CBS Health as a new PBM partner in our pharmacy management initiative. A diversified health services company with more than 300,000 employees, CVS Health is addressing the country's most pressing health care needs through personalized, people-centered care. With prescription drug pricing and coverage continuing to be top of mind among patients and employers, today we are joined by Jim Fowler, Chief Sales Officer for CVS Caremark, to discuss how the organization is transforming services to make healthcare more affordable and accessible. So, Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. We're very excited to have you with us for this podcast. Good morning, Kaylee. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me. So uh, if you don't mind, we'll just jump right into the questions, starting with what do you see as the biggest opportunities and challenges in the pharmacy landscape this year? Yeah, no, great question. And I think um, right now, as we, as most people uh, listening have seen the the recent announcement of a biosimilar um, uh, uh, that has just been launched and, and there's a lot of buzz in the market about that right now. So Certainly a lot of opportunity with biosimilars over the next 10 to 12 months, um, as you know, we haven't had this before really in that space. So that's really uh, getting a lot of attention right now and how that'll all play out. I mean, we're still early in the process, but you will probably see up to 10 products released here in the next year. So we believe it's gonna help continue to manage cost in some very high cost categories. We're very excited about it as our clients are. And then I would just say, you know, some of the other challenges we're seeing, we, we typically had seen single to negative trend in the non-specialty categories um, over the last couple of years. And we're starting to see that change with some newer products being introduced in the diabetic class, as well as for migraines and also for weight loss. So some really exciting developments that are coming out of the pharmaceutical industry, but also uh, an increase in costs. And that's top of mind for most of the employers that we're working with. Yes, I've certainly heard a lot of that across our employers. You bring up biosimilars, which kind of transitions us nicely into our next question being, how is CVS supporting employers in managing rising pharmacy costs, especially as it pertains to those specialty medications, gene therapies, and biosimilars? Well, you know, we think about the launch of the Humira biosimilar, um, you know, that's one way that we'll see cost over time go down. You won't initially see this, but over time you will as more products come to market. And then, you know, what we have been doing, we'll continue to do is how do we effectively manage the utilization of these products and, you know, having those right guidelines in place, not only today, but tomorrow is absolutely critical. You know, what we're also doing is how do we, um, leverage technology? How do we go further upstream with providers? How do we actually make it easier? Take, I would say, take the friction out of working with providers to ensure that, yes, this is the appropriate therapy for that patient. So those are the investments that we're making um, to do that. And how do we get further into the electronic health record? 
How do we ensure that, um, you know, when a patient is prescribed a medication that that physician has full history? So what we're doing as an organization is creating that pathway to provide that information as, also, as well as, you know, how do we take information back from the physician? So more bi-directional messaging uh, to improve the quality of the care for the member, but also ensure that they're on the right therapy. Uh, I would say from a um, gene therapy standpoint, you know, again, there's several products that you'll see introduced to the market over the next couple of years that are really game changers. So how do we effectively ensure that the, you know, the patient, the right patient is, is on that therapy? And I think from a cost standpoint, you'll see most of those uh, costs be um, under the medical plan as opposed to the pharmacy plan. But certainly it's top of mind with us as a business. You know, we work with over 70 health plans today. So what is our strategy? How can we effectively not only manage under the pharmacy benefit, but what are the things that we can do under the medical benefit to ensure that, again, uh, the appropriate care is delivered to, to that member? I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, with the increasing number of players in this space, I don't think it's ever been more important to make sure that healthcare is integrated and all these players are speaking with each other to provide the kind of care that's really needed for employers yeah. and employers. Yeah, it's true. And if you think about where are we today versus where we were just a few years ago, I mean, we've made significant strides in terms of how data is being shared across the ecosystem. And I think that'll continue to get refined as we go forward. So that's exciting because it allows us and allows us as an organization to work much closer with providers and patients and the tools that we can give members today clearly we're much further ahead. And I would, you know, when I look at just our most complex patients that are on these specialty medications, very highly engaged with us. So we're making it easier for them to engage with us with newer technology, enhanced apps that we have. And we're seeing upwards of 95% of these people are engaged with us digitally. And what does that really mean? So when they're engaged with us, um, we're, we're able to help change behavior where it's needed or to remind them or alert them as to what side effects may be occurring for a specific product they're on. So, to, so it really ensures that they're getting the best patient care possible. And perhaps this is just an opportunity to, for you to further elaborate on kind of this conversation we're already having, but how is CVS advancing pharmaceutical innovations and its clinical agenda to optimize this patient experience and these health outcomes that we're talking about? Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the, the health record and, and getting to that. And I think we've done a good job. You know, I think what we learned through COVID is that virtual care will continue to see an uptick as people become more comfortable with it. And, and we're looking for ways to integrate virtual care within uh, how we manage the pharmacy spend also. So, you know, so like for key therapies around psoriasis, what can we do as we work with a patient that may, you know, they may not need to be on uh, a bio, you know, uh, a large uh, a specialty medication. So how do we integrate virtual care into that, giving them access to a provider that maybe they didn't have before? So we're looking to integrate virtual care into how we manage cost. And then when you also think about some of the other things with clinical trials, you know, CVS uh, Health has gotten into clinical trials over the last couple of years. So how do we give those opportunities uh, to enhance health equity across the enterprise. You know, that's another way when you think about some of the other things as an organization that we're doing for people that maybe didn't have access to clinical trials. How do we broaden that 
uh, going forward. So it's continuing to leverage technology. It's continuing to look at ways to provide appropriate care to that member and then give access to care that maybe members didn't have before. So those are real big initiatives that we're looking at as an organization and continue to build out. And, you know, we've talked about all these quote unquote players in the game, right? And so how do you see vertical integration and the consolidation of health plans, PBMs and care providers impacting pharmacy benefits as we experience them today? Yeah, so the great question, and we'll continue to see um, consolidation in healthcare. Um, you, you know, you're seeing different health plans. You know, recently Anthem announced an acquisition with Blue Cross Blue Shield in Louisiana. So you're seeing that uh, consolidation continue. Um, and you know, with new entrants into the space, uh, certainly people like Mark Cuban have gotten into this space now. So that's good. I think that's overall, that's good for uh, the member. It's good for the plan sponsors as we look at new and innovative ways to manage care for patients. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, the investments that we're making up front uh, with technology and uh, providing more information and, and gaining more information, those are things that will continue to benefit patient care. But I do think from a consolidation standpoint, you'll see more of it. Uh, as we go forward, but size and scale do matter in healthcare. So you have to have the ability to negotiate good rates, whether it's with local providers on the medical side or on the pharmacy side, as well as with the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, we be, CVS Caremark being the largest PBM in the in industry today affords us many things in terms of how do we manage costs, not only today, but how are we going to do it tomorrow? I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, people like you and I who are familiar with the health systems, uh, even maybe I shouldn't speak for you, but even myself sometimes can get confused as to, you know, who is acquired by who and what does this mean for my health benefit? So it's, it's helpful to hear that there's, you know, these bigger strategies involved in improving care. So I think we're going to transition and kind of switch gears into uh, more of a uh, legislation topics. So from your perspective, why should employers be concerned about state and federal legislation targeting the pharmacy benefit? Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great question. And, and one that we'd like to see employers get more involved in understanding what is happening at the state level. And of course, at the federal level, uh, the federal level is a little bit easier to obviously communicate on uh, the various states. You know, things may be very different in parts of the country, um, you know, in other parts of the country. So most employers may not be aware of it, but they have to. And, you know, at CVS Health, um, we, we have a government affairs group. We have people in every state that are monitoring the changes in legislation that could potentially impact uh, employers' plan in terms of how they cover a benefit what type of pharmacy network they may be able to implement, et cetera. So these are the things that we continue to educate our clients on, uh, not only where the client is headquartered, but what else is happening where they may have a larger population and how, how they should think about it. So we're actively trying to get our clients more engaged in this and informed so that they can help us as we look at these different uh, design changes that can potentially impact the way in which they interact with their members. 
I know that I recently attended a, uh, a webinar on the state and house bill specific to Missouri. And I think that the government affairs team did a really nice job of, you know, really quantifying uh, what these legislations could potentially do to their benefit in terms of an increase in cost. And I think they estimated in that webinar that it could be up to about 16% of an increase in plan costs, which can be quite substantial for, you know, some employers today. Yeah, and it can. And I think it just comes down to, well, what is the new regulation that could be put in place and do people accurately understand what the impact would be? So that's why it's critical. And that's why we're, we have a big initiative underway. We've had it for the last couple of years, but we highly encourage our clients to get engaged in these matters. You know, as they should. It's really important to know what's going on in that space so that they can kind of be an advocate in their own right. Because CVS has a whole team dedicated to this, and we need to leverage that. Absolutely. Then I think we're going to switch gears again and just broader picture, what factors are driving CVS's enterprise vision for building a healthier tomorrow? Um, I know that the uh, conference is coming up here at the end of this month, and I'm sure some of this will be discussed there, but if you could give us all kind of a sneak preview and give us an idea of what we can expect to hear. Yeah, no, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. And, you know, CVS Health is a big organization. We have over 300,000 employees um, and, you know, that we have multiple assets that we can deploy and work with our clients. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's how do we help clients gain better access to care? How do we continue to manage cost um, for our clients? Um, and how do we help keep them engaged throughout? So that's really the focus as you think about um, how do we come to market, but we're in you know, we're making significant investments across just some of the acquisitions that we're, we're looking to make and some haven't closed yet, but, you know, how do we get further into the home? You know, with the acquisition of Signify, what can we do there? How do we work uh, with primary care or expanding our footprint there? Because we know there's a shortage of it. We're not looking to, um, you know, replace care, but really how do we supplement care that may not be in the market today? And then how do we leverage technology with virtual care? So, these are the things we'll continue to invest in as a business. Technology is at the forefront of everything we do. So we're making significant investments. Again, how do we work closer with providers? How do we work closer with patients that will actually, you know, provide a much better outcome and, 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 and cost savings to, uh, to the plant sponsor? So, and you will hear most of these things um, at the client forum that we have coming up. Um, at the end of the month. So we're very excited about it. Just tremendous investments that we're making as a business. We continue to grow as an organization. We really look for our clients to tell us what's important to them on their healthcare journey. It's, it's absolutely critical that we understand, you know, what are the issues? What are they trying to solve for? How do we help advance their business initiatives? And that's, as a business, frankly, that's what we're laser focused on. Well, that was a pretty good sneak preview. I'm excited to be a part of some of those conversations at the end of this month. And, you know, hopefully we're able to uh, facilitate some really good dialogue between the members and uh, the CVS team when we have the opportunity to join in person. 
So Jim, we appreciate your time with us today and look forward to continuing to partner with CVS to achieve the best value for employers and for their workers across the country. As we close today's episode, do you have any parting words for our audience? I just thank you for your time and thank you for your business. Um, I, you know, as we talked about at the beginning uh, of the discussion today, just a lot of opportunity, a lot of change that's happening in the pharmacy industry today with the introduction of uh, biosimilars and what will that mean? I mean, we believe you'll see significant cost savings uh, next couple of years. With that said, there's a lot of newer therapies that are being introduced to the market. So the the market continues to evolve and change, and it's really important that employers uh, stay on top of this and stay informed, whether it's how do we manage costs, but, you know, what are we doing from a legislative standpoint? And then what investments are we making? Those are the things that we should be talking to you folks about on an ongoing basis, and it's exciting. I mean, the things that we're doing as a business, I've been here for 30 years. It's a business that just continues to change. Um, you know, where we were three years ago. So the investments that we're making, the things that we're doing as an organization, I think that'll come through loud and clear when when you're at the forum and you hear all the the exciting things that we're doing um, to help our clients manage costs and actually create a much better member experience going forward. So we're very excited about it. Well, that sounds great. And, you know, this constantly changing landscape, I guess we'll call it job security, right? (laughs) That's Um, right. Well, thank you again so much for your time. And we look forward to hearing more from you as we continue to, um, you know, grow throughout this partnership. Well, thank you for your time today. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Be Health Connected podcast. For additional episodes or to learn more about employer resources available through the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition, please visit www.stlbhc.org.